Welcome to another season of Digging Deeper, a podcast of Perimeter Church in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Senior Pastor Jeff Norris here with my co-host, Laura Story Elvington, and we're excited to be back in your earbuds and your streaming platforms. But we're changing things up just a little bit for this short four-week mini-series that we're calling Unshakable. We're going to be sitting down with four different guests as they share their stories of how walking through a shaky season of life has further revealed the unshakable character of God. And we pray that you'll both find hope and encouragement in these testimonies as you're drawn back to the truth of God's unshakable character in whatever season of life you may be walking through. So let's dig in. Well, as always, we're thrilled you've joined us, and we are thrilled for this episode to have the Francours with us, Jeff and Katie Francours, which for many of you guys, either watching or listening, you... uh, probably, especially in the Atlanta area, recognize that name, Jeff Francoeur, and and his wife, Katie. Of course, I'm always joined by the great co-host that she is, Laura Story Elvington. Um, And so, uh, yeah, this is going to be a great episode. As we continue in this uh, second episode of the series we're doing right now called Unshakable. And um, as you just heard in the opener, we're, we're really wanting to dive into stories where all of us, every single person, has something that we've experienced, and maybe we're too young to for this to have happened yet, but but you will. It will happen, mm-hmm. meaning at some point you will feel shaken by life, circumstantially, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, uh, to where we read in Hebrews, and we did a series on this recently uh, in the last year, of the unshakable kingdom of God. And we believe that, and we know that his kingdom is unshakable, but yet life can feel very mm-hmm. shakable. Mm-hmm. And so how do we experience the unshakable reality of the kingdom in the midst of the shaken reality of life? Um, and so we want to talk to you guys about that, because there's probably a temptation, I would guess, for listeners to think, man, I bet Jeff Francoeur's life and his family life has never been shaken. Everything's <laughs> gone well for that guy. Uh, sports star... Uh, broadcaster, like every, I mean, you know, everything he touches turns to gold. All that, you know, that's the temptation, right? So that's why you brought Katie in here. So that's why I brought Katie to tell the real story, the real story. We just so, need to invite everybody over to yeah, our house. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we just want to peel back the curtain a little bit and just say, okay, uh, y'all are human like everybody else. And you've had to trust God for some really significant things, mm-hmm. just like every Christian. Oh, right. for sure. Yeah. So well, that's kind of the, the, the direction. Yeah. We're both excited to be here. Yeah, you know, we're we've been, so excited. We've been members here at Perimeter for 16 years. And has it been that long? It has. And I, I like to wow. say, though, I love Jeff and I love Randy, who's here before. But Katie can tell you, when Laura goes, I'm out. <laughs> when she leaves, you're she leaving. leaves the church. I'm, okay, I'm out. that's that's so ridiculous. That's, <laughs> that's, hey, uh, hey, he's Laura not, is his favorite person. Yeah, oh, whatever. Yeah. whatever. I, listen, he's not lying. He will ask me from time to time if you haven't been if you haven't been on stage leading worship oh, for a, for you know maybe a three or four week period. He'll he'll text me. Where's Laura? Well, but, so all our kids. So who, who's were that in, guy you had up there? He yeah. was not good. It's kind of awkward. Our kids were in preschool together. Um, now now they're all in you know, elementary school. But that so we kind of go back to there. Uh, but well, I do think it's kind of funny that you know you, you are his pastor and you know he's shared and confided in you and you bring him on your podcast yeah, and like ask him right. 
all gonna, the intimate questions. You're going to tell the world what you told me. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, no. uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I want to know, like, how did you guys meet? Hold we'll, on, we'll hold start on, hold off on. Easy. real quick. Before we go there, oh gracious, you told a story before we started recording <laughs> that I want you to tell because it was so great. Do you remember when, so when our girls were in preschool together and they would have the parents would come in and just kind of share with the kids. And I came in and, and sang Christmas carols with our with the class. And then you came in like the next day or sometime that week. And you had you had brought all this really cool like memorabilia. And and they one kid raised his hand and said, hey, so do you sing? And you're like, no. And then another kid raised his hand. Do, do you play guitar? No. That was that was the music class in there, and I think I was set up. And and he goes out and says, you anything. made me look like a chump. They didn't, they didn't care about anything. In fact, that I if did. he had started singing, they would have all gone, please stop. Uh, please, please stop. Please that stop. is true. I love I love to sing more than anything, but I am tone deaf and I'm horrible. He is horrible. So the church the church <laughs> I grew up at when I was nine years old. They asked me to lip sing during the Christmas. Present. No. Yeah. Nine years oh, old. That's so, sad. so we've already we've already shown that, you know, not everything you do no, is, is, no, uh, is great. No, just ask our kids. He starts singing in the car and they're like, No <laughs> Please Daddy stop. Yeah. Please. Yeah. All right, so okay, now personal life. We're, well we we're, met in the third grade actually at a birthday party. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And I like to say she saw my athleticism running and just knew that. No, yeah. I just saw the buck teeth and the no I just knew. <laughs> buck teeth and the nose. Yeah. Nice. We had a love-hate relationship for we did. a long time. We grew up time. together. We've grown up since third grade, went to school together. We're in the same friend group, but we we, the, we're either tight or not yeah, we went to the seventh grade Valentine's Day dance oh, together. That's sweet. There's a picture that's actually. The ugliest thing oh you've ever seen. Oh, my <laughs> It is so We're wearing some ugly. hideous clothes. Can we put that in the show notes? You We're absolutely need, that. We need a copy of that. Oh, you it's should. So bad. It's it's bad. And then we kind of you know, the usual she got freshman year, dated an older guy when I wanted to date, so I resented her for a while and then we finally started dating our senior year. Um in high school. High school yeah. yeah. In high school, yeah. Yeah, at Parkview. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. And then just to continue the story a little bit. Katie, you went to Georgia. I went to Georgia. While Jeff went straight to professional baseball, right? All over the southeast in the minor leagues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. First time I ever flew to see him, it was in Danville, Virginia, and we ate at a gas station. Nice. It's like, wow. this is some high Sheets living right station, here. Sheets gas station, though, if you ever around Oh, that's there, a good gas station. It actually is really good. Have you been there? Sheets gas station? Yeah. Oh, oh, they have yeah. made-to-order subs that are the really best you'll ever really upscale gas station. It's, yeah, very, it's not It's very not upscale. <laughs> if you're going to take someone for a date... Like to a gas station. Go it's, there. It's are, we talking, are we talking Bucky's type thing or, or no? Not no. as big. No, no, not yeah. that big. But it's got made to order, so it's good. Okay. I okay. eat there every day. So I knew Katie when I was on staff with crew yeah. at University of Georgia. Katie was a student there mm-hmm. and involved with our ministry. And of course, people were learning. Or if you were from the Atlanta area, you were familiar with Jeff's sports career in football and in baseball. And so there was always a little bit of a. I don't know if you knew this, Katie, but a little bit of a buzz of like, oh, the the girl that Jeff Frank coordinates is involved with crew at Georgia. And um, but anyway. And then we broke up and then it didn't matter after that. And, like no, no, no. I was just her. about to say <laughs> just kidding. I was just about to say that way more important than who you dated. I got to know you then and thought you were in and of yourself really awesome. And Thanks, um, and it was a joy to have you involved in Thank our you. I loved that in our ministry uh in those years which was like what like oh I don't four, show five it. somewhere in there I don't know oh, three I don't, don't want to yeah. admit it yeah Something yeah like that. yeah yeah which can y'all believe that's almost 20 years ago? I know it's crazy 
Uh, all right. So then you dated how long? And then and then when we broke was, up when for was about marriage? a year. We did. I was an idiot. And that's a whole other story. No, it, we it was good. And then so <laughs> then we got back together, got engaged. We got married in 2007. Yeah. So married in 07. How many kids now? Four. Four kiddos. That's great. Yeah. Ten, this eight, five, and three. Club. Yep. Yeah. That's right. That's all of us, right? Yeah. 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 So okay, um, four kids. Part of the story that I think you guys are going to share a little bit about of just when did you feel when 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 has been a time in your life and marriage when you were like, man, that really shook us to the core, and uh, and I think it has to do with becoming parents and trying to become parents, right? Yeah, I would say we had probably a, a good two two and a half year period where just a lot of different stuff happened and from us trying to have kids to my baseball life going straight yeah. down and just trying to balance that. And, you know, as you like to talk about, believing a lie, believing what Satan's telling you, mm -hmm. but trying to fight against that. And yeah. I, I think, you know, for us, we tried to get pregnant for a while. We got, we, we had a, go ahead. We actually ac got pregnant accidentally, um, right when he was traded to the Mets from the Braves. Yeah. Um, that pregnancy did not continue. Um, but then we just made a vow to like, let's just enjoy life, you know, for a while. And then you had been, you signed with the Kansas City Royals, I could right? sign with the Royals in 11. And, you know, we started trying, I think, that year. And we got pregnant around Christmas of that year. A little bit earlier. <clears throat> a little bit earlier, yeah. But we, the, we went to Arizona. So spring training for the Royals was out in Arizona. Mm. And she had an appointment one day, I think like around noon or something. But, you know, I went to the field. We had a, we had a game every day at 1 o'clock. And I didn't think anything of it. She had, everything had everything been, been great. great with her pregnancy, all this. And so I was out playing a game and actually came in, what, the second or third inning. And they pulled me aside and told me that she had called. And, of course, she had a mm. miscarriage. Mm and Katie how far along were you at that point I was into my second trimester I think like Six, 15 16, 16 weeks, weeks I think. so pretty yeah. significantly wow. mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and and you know the not that any miscarriage look it's all tough but the, the first time like you know it was one of those that we weren't even trying and yeah. you know not that it makes it any easier but it was like we didn't know any better yeah mm -hmm. and this we'd been praying about we had wanted it so much we felt like we were at a great spot in our lives we we're in kansas city we had so many good friends there um so you know there was a lot of hurt yeah mm -hmm. so it was and it was weird too it's not like oh we're at home like can i mean my mom did hop on a Fly plane out, and yeah. come out but we weren't around friends we weren't around family i remember the gm drove Jeff home um, we, yeah. and I, I drove Jeff home or I drove home to meet them and he was sitting on the back of his truck with the general manager of the mm. team oh, wow. yeah. um, just an amazing guy and it but it was it was so foreign and then it was hard to not be in the place you're normally in when yeah. you need comfort so it was extra like yeah I'm in a foreign hospital I'm with a foreign doctor like I'm Mm -hmm. You know, it was weird. Nothing, it was weird, nothing felt comfortable. Nothing no, it didn't. But, you know, I think at the same time, we, looking back now, we realize that, like, the team we were on, exactly you know, the, where we needed to the be. GM yeah. of the Royals was Dayton Moore, who's an incredible man of faith and integrity. Mm. And out of, you know, I, I don't know where a lot of upper management, as they like to say, people that I worked yeah. for stood mm -hmm. as far as their faith goes. But Dayton was very outspoken. 
and very so to have a guy like that drive you to meet her to pray with you on the back like it you know it was unbelievable yeah, yeah. And then we were, it was a sweet gift. We had a couple of good couple friends that just kind of sat in that with us for mm -hmm. the for the next few weeks. Like they didn't know what to say. They didn't know, you know, what that looked like to walk through, but they were just there, yeah. which was mm -hmm. everything. Yeah, now they're our two closest friends in baseball. We, we go somewhere with them every year on vacation too. Yeah. So it's awesome. Isn't it interesting when you, when you walk through something like that with yeah. people, yeah. the bond that's created, the bond, yeah. you know, that lasts. It's mm -hmm. not just a, hey, when I get traded somewhere else or when we live somewhere else, we'll probably lose touch. But yeah, no, they're I mean, like, yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. I think more than anything is we had to rely on obviously God and each other more than ever. Because like you said, we were in Arizona, so we didn't have family mm -hmm. out there. So you're trying to live this for the rest of spring training for three, four weeks to, you know, trying to heal. Obviously, at the same time, you're trying to play baseball, get ready for so. You know that's the thing it's it's you know people see this one side you go to the park you do this but at the same time just like any other family there's hurt there's pain there's things you're dealing with you know i say you're, you're sitting there trying to sign autographs and be nice to people and all you really want to do is not do that yeah. yeah go home you know go home and get out of there and fans rarely if ever think about no they don't the humanity of that. the player yeah and what might be happening on the home front yep that, you know, I mean, fans aren't going to think about that, right? Um, That's such a hard thing to walk through on such a public stage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what um, what did that look like? How did you balance, you know, yeah, like you were saying, pushing through and doing the next thing, but still finding that time to grieve? Mm. I think it was a process to learn to grieve. Yeah. You know, like you just know it. There's no book. There's no anything. Like you just... I mean, yes, like you turn to things like prayer and scripture and each other. And but there's no especially in infertility. I don't feel like there's a lot of yeah. guidance with because the grief looks different than any other kind of grief. Mm -hmm. It's a grief you can't you didn't get to touch and feel and see. You're just walking through something that feels very foreign. Um, so I think more than anything, it was just you know, the nights that you lay awake and you just pray. Like, and one thing that I feel like we learned from that and then all the other things we experienced is there's so many times in life where you don't feel your faith, you mm. know? You yeah. don't feel like, oh gosh, Lord, I just really believe that you're doing this for good. It doesn't feel like that at all. In fact, it feels the opposite. Like, why are you doing this? What did I do? Um, but choosing to say, I feel one way, but I believe another. I believe so that this is good for me. I believe that somehow, some way, I, this hurt, this pain is going to glorify you one day. Mm -hmm. And I believe that these things to be true. Um, and speaking them to each other, too. Yeah. You know? I think the hardest thing was watching her because I had an outlet. Mm -hmm. You know, not that you weren't thinking about it, but yeah. I went to the field from eight to four. Yeah. You know, so you're around other people, you're doing this. And. That's why having some of those other girls out there, her mom, you know, I think my parents came out, mm -hmm. you know. So you're not just living in it and thinking about it yeah. all day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Continue the story a little bit because I know that wasn't necessarily the end of. No. I mean, the, the next year and even longer, there, some more challenges came. Well, so it was ironic that we had gotten pregnant so quickly because in the next year, it took a really long time to conceive yeah. again. And um, so it was kind of that 
we I always felt like we were in waiting like we were yeah. always waiting for something um but then we did conceive and we had we were pregnant with our first Emma Kate and this was in 2000 13. she was born in 2013 so um Jeff had been doing wonderfully with the Royals great season um up, the, was, up until that boy <laughs> and well, then I was, was it that the World Series year was that when you went no. to the World Series? No, no, okay. that, no that I was went to the World Series before. in 2010 oh, okay. with okay. the Rangers. Oh, that wasn't the Royals year. I got you. Okay. No, okay. no, I missed the Royals. I like so to say many. that I helped build the foundation. <laughs> you did. Yeah. And then they went to the World Series the next year <laughs> after I left. Yeah, they <laughs> released Jeff and then they went to the World Series. <laughs> you, you built that foundation well. Exactly. exactly. I had to lead these exactly. young men. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, so we he was um, released from the Royals and then... We had him Kate, what, three weeks later? Yeah, so I was released from the Royals. I came home for a week. I signed with the Giants, uh, San Fran. So I had to go out to Fresno, California, to their AAA for like a week just to get playing again because I, I hadn't hit or anything in like seven, eight days. In the meantime, we're like getting ready to induce with her on the All-Star break. So finally I go up to the, to the you know, after a week in Fresno, I went up to the Giants for like a week. Um, and actually, my first game as a Giant was Tim Lincecum's no-hitter, so I got a nice watch out of oh, the deal. Well. <laughs> <laughs> my first game there, I'm like, this is fantastic. And, so, um, wait, I didn't know that's how it works. So, if somebody pitches a no-hitter, then the whole team gets a gift? Well, usually the guy will the guy yeah, splurge will. and do so. Uh, he got a real nice watch. And I got my name that. engraved in it the whole deal. I'm like, we this is perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> but so, I literally took – we were in San Diego. I took a red-eye home. My mom and dad picked me up at the uh, airport, took me to the hospital – uh, she had Emma been Kate induced that night. The night before. As I was flying home, and we had Emma Kate that Monday. Wait, hold on, I gotta tell you the funny story though. The best part is, it's, you know, the doctor comes in, checks, he's like, all right, it's time to have a baby. And Jeff, I know he had just flown in from the red eye, but he sits up and he's like, wait, 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 I gotta shower. I'm like, oh, please. <laughs> Please, what else? would you like a cup of tea? Oh, well? you're not ready I'm yet? Ready. Yeah, sorry. The doctor said Wait, we have 10 minutes to set up. No, and I said, not. great, I'm going to jump in the shower. Oh, that's play. great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all about that's you. exhausted, man. <laughs> Why did you think you needed a shower? before? I was tired. I pictures? wanted to wake up. No, I wanted to wake up before oh, the action happened. Uh -huh. You were tired? Yeah, no, it is a really hard flight and you know exactly. i had just hey, been eating bonbons so. you're getting no sympathy from any woman listening <laughs> yeah, right now. That's fine, but. so we had him a kate and then two days later you flew back to i flew back san to san fran, fran. And it was just it, it was one of those things that you just like you know i kept asking myself god why did you finally give us this baby you find now i can't even be home yeah. i'm at a place i don't want to be you know i'm not playing well i'm probably playing the worst I've ever played in my life and I'm like what what am I doing here and it was tough because she was at home and you know look she's worried about the baby and everything it's just go 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 yeah, and, then, and then we drove two they weeks drove later to, to Tampa see we played no, the DC right the Rays and Tampa y'all came oh, yeah, twice yeah. but in like a two-week period and I got to see Emma Kate Holder and I finally was just like honestly my prayer and I, I was probably depressed at this time honestly yeah. i'd lost. i think i got down to 198 pounds and which my, is like compared to what that you would have been usually i'm two i played 220 225 okay so you'd lost a lot of weight i yeah. lost a lot of weight and you know my prayer was just let, let me go home mm. literally like i don't know what my baseball career is going to look like but i'm ready to go home and god answered my prayer <laughs> two, two days later you know i 
got called in the manager's office and he was like, look, the last month of the season, you're, you're probably not going to play. We're going to bring some young guys up, see what they can do. So if you want to stick around, you can. If you want to go, I was already getting paid by the Royals because they released me. <laughs> so it's kind of a good deal. I got to go home and I got paid a bunch of money for a month to just hang out with her and yeah. our, our baby. Yeah. But I, it was it was so nice to be home. That's what I needed at that moment. Mm. But he also knew if he came home that he the next year would not turn out like he would not get a big league contract yeah, yeah. it was that's just kind of the yeah way you mentioned worked. before we started recording we were talking a little bit about this and again it's funny i've followed sports so much my whole life but i don't i haven't understood exactly how behind the scenes work yeah. and the contracts and so forth and you mentioned something that i didn't i wasn't aware of so if you uh if you get released like that Pretty much. Um, then I, you have to start the next year in minor leagues? You don't, you don't, no, you have, don't to. have to, but for the most part, like, there was a month left in the season, even after Sam Fran and Toronto had called my agent and, you know, wanted me to come play. And I just was like, I'm done. I'm mm. done for the year. We were going to the beach. And for a minute, you considered being done for good. Yeah. But I, he was like, well, you're probably going to have to sign a minor league contract next year, which means you go to spring training to try to make a team. You don't know if you're going to make it or not. And I just, at that point, like I said, I was like, great. Yeah. So, so fair to say that there was a season there where you were, you were depressed. Oh yeah. Uh, seriously contemplating retirement. Yep. Um, naturally wanting to be home with Katie, your new baby daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a point I remember for those listening and watching Jeff was, um, we were in a discipleship group together for, three years yep. and I remember you sharing at one point that Katie kind of uh helped lit a fire under I was me. about to say how do you want to say it what do you, well, you know there's a lot of ways you can say it. there well what happened so the next season the next year he signed a minor league deal with with Cleveland Cleveland and I actually had an unbelievable spring training and, and we went back out the, to Arizona it was actually such a fun spring it was training. the best spring training we ever had he got cut though had a great spring and still got cut yeah, that last like have, day or two. Yeah, but then he you signed with San Diego. I signed with San Diego, and I had to go to AAA. Well, that was the first year that they had opened up in El Paso. Oh wow! So we and loaded that's a, that's up. That's a destination. <clears throat> me, it wow. was me, Katie, and our nine-month-old girl, and went to El Paso, Texas. And some of our good friends actually were also playing on the team, and we all shared an apartment together. They had two little boys. We had little M and K. Yep. And it was, we would go to Target for fun every day because there was Juarez you could go to. I mean, literally, you drive no home every day and you see, you look into Juarez, Mexico, which yeah. is the most dangerous city in America. No, so, it's yes. not I mean, America, not in America, in, America. in the world. You, <laughs> know, That's not you know what I no, mean? No, but it feels like I'm, I know exactly what you're talking about. You're driving on I-10 right, right there. The but then El Paso is so safe because there's so much border patrol. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, I mean, you actually do feel safe. So there. you had been, how long had you been playing in El Paso? Gosh, probably five weeks. And I was not playing good. I was struggling. And, and we, were we were flying in, in and out and in and out. And her and her mom and Emma Kate come to Vegas. So we're in Vegas to on play Easter on Sunday, Easter Sunday. Sunday in Vegas. You ever been to Vegas on Easter? It's you need to go to Vegas on Easter Sunday. You never need to go to Vegas. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, there's. I, think I was sitting there thinking, I don't, I don't know that I've ever had that desire. Well, you no. don't. You do. Mm -hmm. No, but so we're staying at the Golden Nugget Hotel is where they put the mm -hmm. team up. Our our youngest was chewing on a little. No, toenail. no, 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 no. She didn't chew. No, we go into the room. I set her down to get uh, turn around and get our stuff. And sure enough, she picks up something. And I'm like, no, no, no. What is that? I open her hand and it's two grown men's toenails. I was like, oh you know, I think I'm good. I wow. think I might like 
this whole thing, I just don't know if so it's for us. So a little caveat right here. For anybody that's listening who might be a younger teenager and you're thinking, man, I can't wait. I want to be a professional baseball yeah. player. No, no, no. Because it's so the, glamorous. It's such a glamorous life. Triple A ball, double A ball. Let me tell you, though. There's no glamour. The no. minor leagues are zero glamour. Yeah. I mean, you are doing everything you can to work to get to the top. You don't get paid well. No. I mean. And, and you stay in the Golden Nugget Hotel. They stay in the Golden Nugget <laughs> Hotel. Like on the old strip where old. things are even more. Yeah, I, I kept word. thinking, What's like, the should, we go to the should I just it's, use some of my big league stuff and go to the MGM? No, you know? literally. So. I told Jeff, I was like, we need to leave. Like, this is horrible. But I remember I had been struggling, and it was more of, look, I didn't, I, I, I think I just didn't care. I was attitude. mad. I had a bad attitude. And, you know, the thing that probably hurt more than anything was two things. I was in, I had, you know, I'd been in the big leagues for nine years. So I had all these young guys at AAA that were just dying for me to just pour into them about mm. what it's like playing in the big leagues, help teach them. And I was so worried about myself yeah. and my career that I missed so many good opportunities. And so I remember Easter Sunday, her mom kept uh, Emma Kate and we went down to have dinner, just the two of us. And in all intents purposes, she literally told me like, if you're gonna suck, come home and retire. <laughs> <laughs> because I can't watch so I'm this not anymore. saying at the Golden Nugget anymore. She yeah. was like, she was like, you're not, trying hard you look awful and i mean just hit me in the mouth like she basically just, like she kicked well, you in the pants. Well, it and was basically like if you are if you're gonna have this attitude and you're not gonna do with like what you've been given mm -hmm. then don't make us suffer through it too yeah like come <clears throat> home or go out there and do what you've been given the ability to do yeah yeah and I'm telling you what, that very next day, uh, I'm telling you, I ended up getting three hits the next day in Vegas, and it changed my whole perspective. And I ended up spending, uh, what, another six to seven weeks there before I got called back up. But it ended up being probably two of the funnest months I've ever had playing baseball. Yeah. Mm. I, I bought in. There, there was a manager there who was the perfect manager for a guy like me at that time. Yep. He's like, Jeff, you want to take BP today? Great. You don't? I don't really care. You know, but I was able to pour into these kids, end up having a blast. I like to say I'm. And you played in front of, I mean, El Paso, oh, dude, El Paso drew it was like 9,000 9, people a night. 9,000 a night. It well, was brand new stadium. And else, actually, what because else is there I, to do in El Paso? I Not played, a lot. Go because, to Target. <laughs> because I had played in the big leagues for nine years, we didn't want to like, you know, rent a car, ship one out. I actually got a car deal, a van. They gave me a van. Nice. So, so I you got drove a van. van for two I months. drove a van to and it. from the field for three awesome months. Van. It was a great van. <laughs> That's awesome. So I just keep having questions, but no, you, I, no, I'm, no. I'm totally realizing I'm not giving you a chance to ask no, questions. No, no, no. It's great, and you're more of a sporty person than I am. Um, I'm more the musician. I bring the mu the musical thing to the podcast. <laughs> which on this one, all this is I'm learning so much right now. Let me ask you this though. So you know we're talking about just this theme of unshakable. Yeah. How do you, you know, in light of the story you just shared and really your entire career, how do you not let your performance be your value? Hmm. And, and, and as a, like you're, you're kind of living this out on a, on a it's bigger a stage, question. but it's something that probably everyone deals with. Yeah. I just would love to hear from you. Well, I, I think the biggest thing is like you said, every, especially in baseball, you play 162 games. So every night, like, you finish a game, you walk in the club, so you feel good or you feel bad, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's just natural. I got three hits, we won, I went 0 for 4, and we lost, you know? And so you try to do that, and that's what we talk about, right? That, that's why in our sport, in baseball, we, it, it to me, to find other guys that believe what you do, mm -hmm. 
to believe the word of God and the promises yeah. that he gives. I, I don't know how people walk through baseball, and we've talked about that life without knowing Christ. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I could have done you it. Because you fail 70% of the time. You hit, if you succeed, you're yeah. hitting 300. And that's, yeah, you fail 70% of the time if you're, if you're, good. If you're playing really yeah. well. Yeah. And when all the rest of us fail, it's not usually on the news that night. Right, and then like there's like four no, but, beat writers that have opinions way. about it. That's yeah. right. but, yes. but vice versa, you know, I'll say... There's also great things in the fact that you have a great game. You go back to the hotel, you turn on ESPN, and you see yourself on there doing something, and that's where you want to pat yourself on. Look what I did. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. so and you tell me fight though, that temptation. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say is from a Christian worldview, obviously you want to be good at what you do. You want to be great at what you do to glorify God. How, do you fi- how did you fight against that when you were doing really well <clears throat> to not letting, letting your performance be your God? Her, Katie. her family. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I mean right. seriously. I'm the Baham. Like I laugh all the time. <laughs> we talk about this, but you know, I was in Randy's D group for for three years, mm. and that's when you really grew spiritually. And, Not my D yeah, group. Yeah, yours was. I I just kind of went here, but <laughs> with, with him. But I, it was always funny because you know, you know, we'd go play golf. Well, he plays all the time. I don't get to play as much as a pastor does. Oh, but when son. Randy was going, you know, but I remember we, we talked about this the other day. I always had my best year in baseball right after I signed a contract, mm-hmm. which, which is you, not what you want. You're supposed to have your best year. The you want last your best year, year yeah. going into your contract right. year, right? Where you can yep. get the big deal and get this. And I never did that. But I always laugh because Randy would tell me all the time, my prayer for you and Katie is give me neither rags nor riches. Yep. Mm. And I think it's so true. She knows my personality. Like if you gave me $100 million, there's no doubt I'd have a jet Jeff would tomorrow. have a plane where he comes to pick everybody up every day, like I, the school I, bus. Now, now yeah. I would, I would, I would be generous. You can fly on my plane whenever you want, but yeah. I know I'd have a plane. plane. Yeah. Don't need a plane. And yeah. like, so my point to that is I think I've had the right people around me to mm-hmm. try to keep me level-headed, to yeah. try to keep me where you need to. I, and give, I give your parents a lot of credit to you. Yeah. His dad, his dad has treated Jeff the same <clears throat> from youth all the way through now. Like it doesn't matter what he what his statistics were anything and he would call he calls you to the floor like he calls you on things if you need it but he has treated Jeff like this Mm -hmm. like you are who you are not because of what you do and he has always instilled that in you and your mom too but your dad's more like hard-nosed so so let me put it in the framework of even again the thread we're pulling throughout this podcast is part of how God designs things is he leads us through very shakable circumstances, mm-hmm. things that shake us to our mm-hmm. core, things mm-hmm. that bring us to our knees, things that lead us into depression, mm-hmm. all, the, all these things. But in it, he puts around us mm-hmm. people that can be unshakable for us, that can mm-hmm. help That's us right. help us be not so shaken. Right. Right. And he gives us spouses that help us pull out of the ditch. He gives us parents who keep us humble. Humbly. You know, um, and ultimately all of it's pointing us to the reality of, okay, even those people that he graciously gives us that help us not be so shaken in the moment and pull out of the, of the rut that we're in, uh, and just the grieving, right? Grieving. Mm-hmm. We had a miscarriage at one point and mm-hmm. the grief that comes with that, you yeah. know, and the people that are, were around us were huge, mm-hmm. but all of it is to point us to the ultimate reality of unshakable, uh, realities which is god himself yeah. mm-hmm. and his kingdom yeah. because at some point people are going to let us down but he's never going to let us down yep. yeah that's right and mm-hmm. 
I don't. I don't know how we're doing on time. I could as, talk to you guys forever. As we land the plane, yeah, we, I think. We, do I we think need to land it? As yeah. we land it, yeah. yeah I, I want to hear what he has to say, and then think of maybe one more question. Yeah, I got one yeah. last question, but you were about to say. something. I just think yeah. it's being vulnerable too, and allowing, like you said, people to walk with you. Yeah. I and mean, we always good. talk about community, right? Yeah. And having those people to do life with and really lean on. Well, and I think now you know, time is such a. It's such a friend in so many ways because now looking back, we would have never changed those circumstances. Wow. Yeah. The things that we have learned from that and grown from that and, you know, fast forward, I don't know how many years that was, but after Camden, our last, we probably went through the hardest thing we've ever been through in our lives, but we were we weren't near as shaken mm -hmm. as what we would have That's been true. 10 years prior yeah. had we not That's entered good. into those seasons and almost had practice a yeah. little bit, yeah. you know, and let God really refine us and really say like this, it's me. And like, I think understanding that, you know, he took care of us all those other times, you know, he's gonna bring us out on yep. the end here. It's yeah, just, his faithfulness, like that's yeah. what we talk about all the time. And that's what we tell our kids, like you are answers to prayer, but you are also a sign of his faithfulness. Mm. Like yep. that's what, that's yep. what really our story has been. Yeah, and I was gonna, my last, what I was going to say a moment ago was not necessarily another question as, as a comment to say this time doesn't allow in this episode, but I know y'all story through Jeff well enough to know that as hard as the miscarriage was in 2012, that wasn't the last time that y'all mm -hmm. walked through some really hard yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, and I've watched you guys pursue, um, not perfectly cause none of us do it perfectly, mm -hmm. but pursue the, the unshakable kingdom of God in the midst yeah. of the, of the trials of life. And, um, I think if anything, man, uh, it's always good to sit with public personalities and open the reality of that. We're all human. Mm -hmm. We're all needy. We're all broken and we all need Jesus. We do. And so just even thanks for, thanks for letting us hear that from you guys. And, yeah. and, um, we're grateful for you. Well, yeah. we appreciate what y'all do and on. having us and, you know, it was smart to invite her <laughs> because, uh, you know, in, in all truth, you know, when you do what I do and you play baseball and even broadcast now, having someone like her at home, you know, is your saving grace. I can do it without her knowing that you're coming home to someone that's been through what she's been through still able to kick butt well no know? i think yeah. it's too merit like it's this the picture yeah. of marriage is the picture of christ in the church like mm -hmm. we you know you're supposed to balance each other yeah. and that's right and i i shared with jeff i don't know if you remember when we were even talking about <coughs> names of, of stories that people we want to invite in i shared with him uh, that just through a different um, relationship i'd had a conversation once with someone who I won't name them, but who I'm pretty sure played ball with you during those hard years. Mm -hmm. And their take, um, when asked about you guys, uh, they commented on your contentment, hmm. on mm. your joy. And so I think um, it's not hmm. it's not this coincidence that you guys are on more of a public stage walking through hard things. I feel like God kind of allows that um, to showcase what it looks like to really to be people of faith, not just in the in the good times, but in the hard times, mm -hmm. and for others to see that. So thank you guys. Oh my yeah. gosh. And the impact, you know, the impact that, 
the impact you're having on people that you don't yeah. even realize. Yes. Yeah. Even well, that's so good to hear because sometimes I feel like we're like baby giraffes, like tripping over the path. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh gosh, just stay afloat. Like, come on, water, you can do man. it. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. It is. But you know, that is the baby giraffe reality for all of us is mm-hmm. often what's attractive. Yeah. People want to see, oh, they struggle just like we do. Oh, gosh. And where is their hope? And you yeah. don't say, you know, my career is my hope or, uh, you know, anything other than Christ. That's, right, it's that's so right. funny because, like you said, there are moments in my life where I know baseball became number one. And it's amazing how quick God shot that back down. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I'm so glad he did. But yeah. it's like. Yeah. So thankful. Yeah. That's so good. Well, thanks for joining us. We got, thanks for having we us. got more, uh, more coming up in future episodes with uh, uh, Rebecca Lyons and. Oh, and a special, special, special something for the last episode. Is that OK? We're not going to d- disclose yet what the something last episode is. Are you singing? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll do that. You're singing too. with Jeff, right? <laughs> oh, is that? I do, uh, can, uh, Jeff, can Jeff play guitar? <laughs> Jeff yeah. can't play guitar. And, um, no, this Jeff can play guitar. Uh, you but, can actually I'm, I'm play not sure guitar. if our listening audience can handle that yet. Yeah. Uh, well, it, but <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Norris can play guitar, but never in front of people because I freak out. Mm. Um, but what I was saying really? is, yeah, well, it, I mean, it's nothing impressive. Uh, what I was really saying great. is Jeff um, Francoeur is doing Dave a Matthews. duet with Laura, right? Yeah. Is that oh, what we're doing? Yeah. We'll do that. We'll yeah. do that. Oh, y'all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't be there for that. I feel like she'd bring me up a little bit. No. Oh, no. I feel like It'll that would great. go viral for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> so, Anyway, all right. We're going to wrap this one up. Join us for the next one. We're, we're, uh, we're thrilled that you're journeying with us in this, uh, this series we're doing called Unshakable.